0: All right, are we ready to pop off? (laughs) Ready. Hey everyone, welcome to Mad Curious. I'm your host, Madeline, and today I have Alex Muff with me on the show. And we're going to talk about something that's a little bit uncomfortable for a lot of people, but that is essential to the progress of this country so Alex I'm gonna let you go ahead and introduce yourself and and we'll get going thanks Maddie (laughs) so as Maddie said I'm Alex and
1: um, first I do want to say thank you for letting me use your podcast as a channel for this conversation I know recently a lot of people, including myself, have felt so many different emotions with what's going on. Just sadness, anger, um, frustration, and I think confusion about what's going on, what we can do to help. And I know I was feeling that within myself as well. And so I thought that this would be a good way to have a conversation, um, help other people have a conversation and hopefully make some change, make some change happen. Um, I did also want to mention, I think that, you know, for me personally, I have been involved um, in a lot of conversations over the past, I'd say, seven to 10 years uh, about race and doing a lot of different research and trying to educate myself on things like this. And I know it's something that can be so uncomfortable. And we've talked about how frustrating those conversations can be with people who don't understand, um, specifically with other white people, and how us feeling that frustration and difficulty in articulating, you know, those issues and what's going on, As difficult as it is for us, it's 10 times more difficult for Black people or people of color who have to deal with microaggressions and conversations and questions every single day. Um, And so this is a great opportunity to take on that burden and not pop off (laughs) and be patient and help educate other white people on what's going on and what we can do to help help fight this and focus on inward, what we can change in ourselves and also how we can help change um, society as a whole. So I think today we wanna to talk a little bit about what white people can do, um, what we shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Hopefully, you know, calling for questions that people hopefully will respond to so we can address them eventually and get some good compost going.
0: Yeah, um, I want to start by saying sorry. There's going to be little pops that you hear. It's my WhatsApp notifications. I don't know how to turn them off, so I apologize to the listeners. And then also, Alex, I think that it's interesting that you say that this conversation started for you seven or ten years ago because I think that where we are as a country is the first instigator for many people. It's the first time they're opening their eyes to this issue because of their privilege. And I would say my own personal journey started maybe two years ago. Um, And I can't specifically say what it was that started that, but I think it was, I grew up in the Bay area and It was the incredibly disproportionate um, effect that homelessness in that area has on Black and POC communities. And I saw like the blatant discrepancy in, in that situation and it felt very unfair to me. And that sparked my curiosity for what was going on and opened my eyes to this conversation. What was your personal instigator? Like, how did you start this thought for yourself? Because I think so many people right now are seeing it for the first time and it's overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I also can't necessarily go back to a very specific point or event, but I think um, for me, it started in high school, which God was probably more than 10 years ago now, but um, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, um went to private catholic schools my whole life and so had a very narrow and small world view and um you know very ignorant like had no idea what was going on in the world what the world was really like hadn't really talked to anybody who was different from me or who grew up differently from me and um when i went to high school um it was also very white but i did start Hearing about all sorts of different things, um one of my best friends there was black, so I started hearing about her experiences um, you know started learning about like different religions and traveled um, abroad when I was in high school, so started learning about different areas of the world and I think that's what sparked like my curiosity. And I almost felt betrayed when I started hearing all this stuff. Cause I was just like, how have I not been told that any of this stuff exists or that there's so much of diversity in the world, different perspectives, and I've never right? heard anything. <laughs> and so that was kind of a turning point of like a little bit of frustration, but also just like, I got to get out there and see what's yeah. going on and what's happening. And it was definitely a very slow process. And even now yeah. I'm still learning. I definitely don't know everything by any means, but it's something that as we all have to do, we have to intentionally like take steps to try and understand other perspectives and what's going on yeah. to, to learn and grow.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you, but I felt resentful. I felt really resentful when I started opening my eyes and educating myself. And I felt very resentful towards a lot of ways that this country is structured and a lot of the things that is pushed forward and a lot of the narrative um, that's given because sometimes it's just not true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think (laughs) I felt the same because yeah, you start thinking about that. You're like, why didn't I learn about this in like history or my government classes? Like, why haven't I learned about this stuff? Yeah, And it's clear that they're just trying to brush it off and they don't want to talk about it. So yeah. it, it's totally frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. Feeling resentful. I totally get that as well.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what, actually happened for those that sorry to say this people but if you don't know what's going on you do indeed live under a rock and it's time to come out um but for those that don't know what we're talking about why don't we why don't we discuss it give a little synopsis
1: sure so um i guess really the main thing there's so there's so many things that could be be mentioned yeah where do we start Um, which one but for those who have no idea so um george floyd a black man was murdered by a minneapolis police officer on may 25th and that was coming after the recent murders of ahmaud um, Arbery and brianna taylor as well um both black people and the four officers there's again, this this news changes every day. So um, my mm-hmm. most recent update is that all four officers who were involved in George Floyd's murder have now been arrested. It took, um, I think it was four days for them to arrest the main officer who was involved. Mm-hmm. And they initially charged him with, I believe it was third degree murder and manslaughter. They've now upped that to second degree murder. Um, and they have now arrested the three other police officers. But I think that took... I think it was like six days or seven
0: days, something ridiculous. Um, Can I just yeah. say this is and this is just to highlight ignorance? We should be more educated than this. <laughs> but when I heard that he was charged with third-degree murder, I was like, "That's the highest one, right? Like that's the good <laughs> one." And I was so embarrassed. I was like, mm, "Maddie, like, <laughs> definitely read a book." <laughs> yeah, I think
1: one of the things that like people and in general, because uh, you know. None of us, like a lot of us haven't gone to law school. We're not going to know what all
0: these charges are. <laughs> I would mean. say the majority. The majority.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but one of the things is, you know, we live in the age of technology. So it's like, even if you don't know that, you know, don't feel stupid. You have two set, you have a phone in your hand, likely at all times. So yeah. <laughs> just Google it and there you go. You know yeah. what's going on.
0: Yeah. So when I heard it got bumped to second degree, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, okay, this must be good. People are happy. So like, why don't I go look at it?
1: (laughs) And now, you know, I do. (laughs) I do indeed. Yeah. But I think the other thing to mention is just all of the protests that have been going on. And so consistently since May 25th, there've been protests across the country, across the world um, about this calling for change. And, um, you know, I've been following um, certain cities specifically, so I don't know what's going on in every single city, but um, mm-hmm. it seems, you know, I saw, I'm in Utah right now, I saw in Salt Lake City, they have a, a protest planned for, I think it's June 10th. So it seems that, you know, they're going to keep, people are going to keep fighting for this change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... They should. Yes. And yeah, I finally, I feel like I have some hopeful vibes. It certainly changes every single day. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well,
0: did you just hear that? I mean, so I think what this is, what this has sparked is, is such a larger conversation, like baseline racism and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, but also like police reform and bigger than that, like questioning the efficacy of policing in this country and what is our baseline model and you know with these protests there's been so much um violence caused by police and you see the exact thing we're protesting in these protests and you know i think that i've just been reading so many things about what action items are you know? Like I'm an action-oriented person because I have I'm wrought with anxiety. So if I just don't do things, <laughs> I'm crippled. Um, but you know, I think it's I just think it's such an interesting time, and I I just think that it's um, so interesting to see the way that everybody's interacting in these protests. Um, and I feel like it has like a trend of like a divisive nature, but like also a unification. And so it kind of ebbs and flows and like how people are, there's the ping, how people are, (laughs) um, are coming together over this. And, and, um, but I, I agree with you. I do, I do feel hope coming out of it now. It felt really hot and, like, weird before. Like, when it first started happening, I was like, this is new and different and really uncomfortable, which, as we said at the beginning of this episode, is not new to Black and people of color. So, here we are.
1: (laughs) And I think what you said is... can kind of transition us to the next part, but also just... I think that, for me, I was thinking the same, and I'm sure a lot of people were. It's kind of like, okay you know, I'm a very action oriented person and I want to get out there. And even if I have zero plans, like I just want to get out there and like scream because, you know, what else can I do? And so I think there was a lot of that frustration where it's like, for me, I am currently in a city that I don't know. I don't know the people. I don't know any of the organizations here. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. just passing through quickly. (laughs) And so I was kind of like, following other cities and seeing, you know, people saying, okay, here's the protest to go to be careful of this organization or the, or this protest it's suspicious, like could be people yeah. provoking um, to try and cause riots like white supremacists and things
0: like that. So I was like, there's Which some really important information.
1: Yeah. And I was like, there's some really, you know, important things happening and things you really need to be paying attention to, um, in order, especially I felt as a white person to go out. I didn't want to just like see a crowd of people and run up and be like, okay, what can I, you know, what am I doing here? Mm. Who are you? What's happening? Um, so I felt kind of paralyzed, like, what should I do? I don't necessarily know what the protests in this city are like and what, organizations are working towards this. And the one that I did see was, is next week um, through Black Lives Matter. And so I was kind of like, okay, so what can I do in the meantime? Um, Which is where I thought about, you know, this podcast and how it can feel so little, just Mm -hmm. having a conversation with someone, it can feel so little and insignificant, but it's so important right now and actually a huge contribution to this cause
0: yeah, and i would I would argue that it is it is the least you can do, and it is the most long term goal. Like, I was speaking with um, a friend of mine yesterday, and she was calling out privilege of white people in terms of like, you know, I don't know if you've been guilty of this, but when I get frustrated, or don't see eye to eye with somebody on this issue, um, I'm like, okay, well you're a lost cause and I walk away. And that in and of itself is a huge privilege. And that is that changing that behavior right there of it is my duty, like as a white person, it it is my duty to like sit in that discomfort, like and have that conversation and stick it out and do it again and again and again and again for the rest <laughs> of my life. Um, <laughs> because it is, it is, I mean, it is just, insu- it is so uh, minuscule compared to everything that Black people have had to deal with up until this point. It is literally the least I can do is to get over my own discomfort and continue to have these conversations. But yes. even that was an eye-opener for me. And that just shows, like, how deep privilege goes and how deep... I think privilege and racism are, like, two little, two little fish swimming right alongside each other. And, like, <laughs> they both just swim, like, really, really deep down. Um, yes. But, yeah, these I, conversations are super important.
1: I agree. And I'm just like you, you know. I, having most of my family in Nebraska um several of them from like small town like farming families Mm -hmm. um it's something that i have also avoided i just kind of am like my family is separate and i i'm not gonna be able to change our minds and so i'm gonna choose like my friends to be like my second family who yeah and choose like a diverse group of people who are open-minded and that's what i did and that's not right either. Like, yeah. I mean, I have to confront those hard conversations. And because I'm not a person of color, it was easy to avoid the conversation. And if something got brought up at, you know, Christmas, just kind of ignore it and change the subject and be like, okay, we're not going there. Um, right. But I, yeah, I think it's super important to confront those those little comments and microaggressions and mm-hmm. to do it in a respectful way which i think you and i have both talked about that that's hard for us. It's um, difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. I know that I can be really impatient and i know sometimes when i feel that anger it's hard for me to eloquently articulate what
0: i'm trying to say. Well, it goes um, so deep. It's like, where do I start in the process yeah. of racism? Like, do you want me to go back to like 1492? Do you want me to go back <laughs> to like the Atlantic slave trade? Like, where do you want me to start? <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but like a lot of the family members that I have that, you know, think this way, they're like, I'm not racist. And (laughs) that's such a hard thing to come up against because this might be an unpopular opinion for white folks, but I think it's impossible to live in this country and almost in this world as a white person without at some level of your being being racist. I I totally
1: agree. I totally agree. I really
0: think even me sitting here, there is racism that I have yet to unlearn. But I think the way that this world is structured, it is impossible. There is nothing I will do in my life with the color of skin that i have that isn't inherently privileged which again is swimming along with that little fish of racism <laughs> so yes. you know it's like that is something and 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 it's the narrative has been that racism is such a taboo word for like progressives or like people that think that they're like pro this and and i include myself in this bucket you know like i am right in there with this of like <gasps> racist like no but I think we really have to come to terms with the fact that like maybe it's not our fault, but it is our burden and that we were born into racism and we're a part of it.
1: Yep. I completely agree. And I think I just saw, I'll have to try and find it and maybe we could post it like um, with this podcast, but there someone posted like a spectrum of like racism and working towards being anti-racist and kind of like, different steps that people go through Um, and you can, you know, jump back and forth on the spectrum, but it was super interesting for me to see that, especially since I have over a pretty significant period of time been going through those steps, but Mm -hmm. it's, it is, it's a slow process. And even admitting, you know, I have racial bias. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you like, you really have to think about it and think about those small ways that it comes out because a lot of times you don't even notice it, right? And so um, I thought that 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 spectrum was super interesting because it. I mean, I don't think I've I've even hit the last, you know, final end all be all on that spectrum. Um, but the amount of time it's taken me to get like from one end towards the other is a long time,
0: and and I would argue that it's not linear. Yeah, I would argue that completely. you circle through it because it's that inherent our culture is still based off of and seeped in racism so i honestly don't like until like generations down the road like we commit to this work and we do this work i think that you move along that gradient like every in every moment of every day yes i you know i would
1: totally agree yeah and there's certain situations where you can jump from different sections of it. And that's where you have to kind of stop and recognize and reflect on it. And I think another issue is that people are so like scared to admit, and you kind of mentioned this, you know, they're like, I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. And people are so scared to admit that they could be wrong in like any sort of way. And um, I've seen a lot of comments about that too. You know, people, it's, it's sort of looked down upon or like seen as impossible that like you can learn new information and change your mind, change your opinions. Mm -hmm. And um, some people just stand so strongly behind, like, I'm a good person. I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of just saying, okay, let's listen to what is going on, what people are saying. Everybody has racial bias. Like, where am I contributing to that? Right. And people don't don't like doing that. People don't like looking inward. I understand, but... (laughs)
0: Well, and you know what I've heard from a lot of um, unaware uh, white people, because that's the, the adjective I'm gonna use. They're good people, <laughs> they're well-intentioned, but I think it's, a, it's an issue of awareness. Um, uh, and not saying that they're a thing, like I'm one of them too, it's just at a different gradient. Um, but one thing I've heard a lot of is like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, that's their defense, you know, It's like, it's like, well, you know, I, I do this. And like, I, I don't, like, I'm not doing anything. So how can that be, like, I'm not bad. I think that there's a real, uh, we really need to like deconstruct, like, like bring awareness to all of the baggage that comes with this, because there's a process that people go through when they when they become aware of this and it's like guilt and shame and embarrassment and that's all tied to your sense of self-worth, which people will fight to the death for. Right. So like, you know, it's like if, if it's tied to your self-worth and you're going through all of these things, I think as a culture, we really need to, this is so intricately tied to mental health for everybody. And um, I think that it's creating safe spaces for people to admit this guilt and this shame and, and to like, hold each other accountable, hold each other like softly, but also like accountable. Like you, it's not mutually exclusive that like, yes, you feel guilt and shame for things that your ancestors have done, for things that you have stood by and not done anything about because inaction is action. Um, But also like at the exact same time, like it's been 500 years and we need to get going (laughs) and like, I'm sorry, but like it's time. So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like, like, yes, you can have your feelings, but like hold them. And then let's also move forward. Yeah. And I think it's interesting
1: how you bring up a point that I run into recently, um, where, you know, people feel some white people feel like this isn't their fight. Like Mm -hmm. they're not a part of this. They're not racist. Right. Um, they're not a part of the problem. And so they feel like it's not their fight. And I just, um, had a very brief conversation with, um, one of my old classmates on Facebook, but she, you know, again, very well intentioned, but was like, what can I do? I don't want to hijack their, this fight that isn't mine. And Um, so she was asking for other resources like how she could educate herself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I sent some resources, but I was like, I will also say that this is totally our fight. Yeah. <laughs> As 100%. white people,
0: it is nobody fight. else's fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like white people built this system mm-hmm. and have sustained it for hundreds of years, and it's up to us now to use our privilege and our voices, which are disproportionately listened to more to to say that we won't we won't stand for it anymore and yeah. um i yeah i talked to one of my other friends about that and she said you know i can't believe people this is everybody's fight i can't yeah. believe people think they they're not included because
0: yeah
1: you know maybe they don't interact with other people of color or they that's, they don't feel what like I was they're racist
0: say. Yeah. yeah is that like it just shows what their environment looks like you know because i think it's it's very telling of that because if you feel like it's not your fight then you know it's even though it's not in your face like it it is definitely like our fight yes. but i think that you know that's a really good segue into the conversation of just how many resources there are out there to educate yourself towards this thing that can feel very overwhelming and confusing to people that are just coming to the conversation um yes and and especially
1: right now i've Mm -hmm. seen so many people who are like we're gonna give free access to this course or to this this documentary that normally you'd have to pay to to take or to see right and people are I've seen so much stuff come through Sesame street and CNN are doing like a children's That's amazing. A children's segment on racism on, I think Saturday. So things are, people are stepping up to give resources um, and you just have to look for them. And it's super easy to find right now, especially.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. No, definitely. And, you know, um, I think that it's just, it's just so great that there are so many and on every platform, like there are so many books and there's so many Instagram accounts that are just constantly delivering this, this, these well thought out arguments for, you know, every little thing and and solutions. Like I was reading um, something the other day talking about, you know um, the arguments for and against abolishing police, which is a very inflammatory word for many people that, you know, uh, that live and breathe by law enforcement it's their it's you know their means of living like and and I think it's I think it's a it's a delicate conversation because i mean I think that there are great people that join law enforcement for such genuine altruistic reasons, um, but I implore those people to question the institution that they're pledging themselves to, because it is not an innocent institution. And I would actually argue that it is quite the opposite. Um, But there was, you know, there was this account on Instagram that said, like, laid out the whole process of what abolishing the police means. And I think when people hear that, they're like, oh, so you're just going to get rid of the police? And what, we're all going to be unsafe? What are you going to do when this and this happens? And it's like, Take a breath, just one, maybe five. <laughs> um, and it, like, said, you know, like these are pr- th- change takes time. Like, here's the process we would need to take. It, it would mean reallocating funds away from the police to resources that are actually qualified to deal with the majority of calls that go towards this police, which is, you know, right audience, wrong action. And it's yeah. like reallocate those funds to social workers mental health professionals, you know, things that not only stimulate other uh, institutions or not institutions, but other industries and fields within our economy, but then also actually give the right treatment to the people that need it, you know? And, And so, yeah, I think it'd be great if we could highlight just a couple of resources for our listeners to talk about or to, to look into and, and, you know, kind of just baseline educate themselves about these things. I mean, there's books, there's Instagram threads, there's, you know, like you said, podcasts. there's podcasts, <laughs> workshops, like all these things. So I think you have uh, a chunk of information about those resources. I do. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Maddie and I had talked previously about this, but, um, you know, first and foremost, like we have have already said, this information we started. I started at least trying to compile some resources, and I, and I was like, this is first of all very easy to find, and yeah. there's so many that I'm not gonna sit for an hour on a podcast and just list. You know, yeah. Here's some movies. Here's some books. Um, but I think, uh, like you said, these in we have some Instagram accounts that we think are really important to follow and they have been posting nonstop resources as well. Um, and so if you're wondering where to start, um, these Instagram accounts would be, um, a good place to start. So, and if I miss any Maddie, or you think of any, feel free to jump in, but following the official black lives matter movement, um, I know different chapters in different cities, different States, they have um, their own pages, a lot of, the time as well. Um, mm-hmm. So following those, um, I have just started following and, and really liking From Privilege to Progress, which is um, a white woman and a black woman started it. They posted a video a few years ago of a racist incident that happened at a Starbucks and sort of teamed up and decided to try and help um, white people understand their privilege and move them forward so um that's a pretty cool page Rachel Cargill has really I think she's gotten a lot bigger in this in this um in these events that have happened and I've been following her not for too long but um she's posted some really great ideas resources
0: yeah um and Can I just say, like, first of all, love her. Love that you included her in this list. I think she is so strong and so fierce and so wise. And I also <laughs> like all of these individuals, like there's we have we have a list here and, and we're about to go through some more. But I just want to say like how grateful I am that these black and and people of color have taken on this is an emotional labor on their part this is not their responsibility to take the time to educate us about this and I'm so grateful that they do take that time because it is such a service to a, 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 a demographic of people who have really not earned it and um (laughs) that's the nicest way i can say that yeah Um, (laughs) um, but But it's our duty
1: now to listen you know they're putting out this incredible information and so many people are doing this we this is a very short list right like our list is so short and um there's so many other people um that you can follow and it's so easy now it's just so easy and so it's our responsibility to do that and pay attention to what they're saying
0: yeah exactly but i interrupted you please continue with your
1: (laughs) (laughs) i loved that interruption um (laughs) so so speaking of rachel cargill um the great unlearn is kind of her organization that she is curated and page um to unlearn those biases and that racism mm-hmm. that we have, that all of us have. Oh, is that him. run
0: by her? Yes.
1: <laughs> That's why you love it so much. That's why. <laughs> um, my, your obsession over Rachel is my current obsession over Brian Stevenson.
0: Okay, um, tell me
1: more. So Maddie, we watched his TED talk for one of our classes.
0: Oh my God, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm
1: also <laughs> obsessed with him. You're like mad as a <laughs> um, That launched me into like a long um, YouTube poll of like all of his videos. He has a ton of videos, TED Talks. Um, he wrote Just Mercy, which is an incredible book. Also just made available. There's a movie um, and it was just made available for free by Warner Brothers um, for the month of June. Um, that talks about his work. And he started an organization called Equal Justice Initiative. Um, So their website has incredible resources too. Um, So I can't say enough good things about him. So I'll stop now before (laughs) I go on forever. Um, Just some other pages, Still We Rise. Um, They're a newer one that I started following as well. And um, I've seen some good things that they've been posting Grassroots mm-hmm. Law has been a good one for following, like what's going on with um, charges against people and petitions you can sign to make sure charges are brought against these people. I know they're focusing a lot on Breonna Taylor's case now. Mm-hmm. Um, since George Floyd's um, officers have been charged, mm-hmm. um, and so they're still working on things like that, and they're doing great stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Sean King, I think a lot of people, he's very popular. A lot of people follow him. He's always posting about what's going on. Um, I will say,
0: I feel like Sean King is a little controversial because he, he posts, totally a, lot of, he posts <laughs> a lot of like actual footage of the crime. And I've heard different arguments about that and I see both sides. He, I think Agreed, his, yes. his um, so from black communities and, and communities of color, I have heard that that's really re-traumatizing. And I think that that's very valid. Um, and that <laughs> it's almost appalling that it requires yes. the white community yes. seeing that for us to care. Yep. And I, I completely agree. But at the same time, You know, I think that, um, that it's so easy for white people to turn a blind eye and when it's right there in your Instagram feed, like hopefully it wakes you up. It kind of goes back to what we were saying about your friend. Who's like, this isn't my fight. Um, well maybe you're not seeing it in your everyday life, but look, look at what is happening. Does that not enrage you? Because it should. So Sean King is controversial and also like trigger warning for anybody that has like trauma. Yes. Like, I can't watch those videos, but I just trust that they're horrific. Um, yeah. And, and I, you know,
1: you're right. I have been having a lot of, of conversations in my own head about that very same thing, because I haven't, I haven't watched any of the recent videos that have come out because I, I don't do need it. to see it to know yeah. that it happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so just awful to see, to watch. Um, but, and I also That being see, said,
0: he's doing so much for the cause. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yes. So much. And it's, I think it's an interesting, I have been following that, um, that argument or, you know, the different sides of, you know, should we be posting these? And I think that is a, I've seen a lot of people like white people, you shouldn't be reposting these over and over and over again, uh, which I totally agree with. Um, But yeah, he, he is, Sean King is doing really amazing things. He does, he posts a lot of videos and he really is, it's, it can certainly be traumatizing, but it's also yeah. very, I mean, he calls people out right away and yeah. he posts it the second he gets it and says, look at these guys, here's their names. Yeah. We need to get them. <laughs> and,
0: and one thing I like about his approach is he uses his community. He's like, get me their names. Yes. He's like, whoever's following me. Like he has a huge base and he really utilizes that. And, yeah. You know, very you grassroots. That very, hence his grassroots law. Yep. Mm-hmm. Grassroots law. Um, um but moving on <laughs> it'll take us forever to get through we just have a few more <laughs> yeah don't worry guys it's just a couple more and we'll post a graphic of this if like you're all like um we're not following <laughs> this will be on the instagram page yeah. like you guys are like, way in the weeds where are we <laughs> <laughs> i think that's gonna be a trend
1: A <laughs> yeah. trend for us uh, it's fine <laughs> um so Ibram Kendi, I had not really heard about him before and I just added like all of his books to
0: my, to my list oh my for God. my next,
1: um, my next book purchase, uh, when I get through the ones I just ordered.
0: And Have I you just really found any of his on thrift, on thrift books. I they're sold out. <laughs> That's what I thought.
1: Um, I just added a couple and they're sold out right now. A lot of books are sold out right now, um, yeah, about race, which, which is, is great. great. Yeah. <laughs> um, people are trying to learn. Finally. I was going to say, I'm hoping to do maybe some audio books to, yeah. Since a lot of them are sold out, but I just watched well, one of his TED idea. talks. Yeah. And he has a TED talk to talk, or I can't remember if it was a TED talk or if he was just discussing his book, um, But yeah, he. I'm so excited to know about him now and to to learn more from him. He seems really great.
0: What I love about Ibram X. Kendi is he's very um, transparent about his past where he was kind of trying to be an integrationalist, which what that means basically is like Black people trying to be good for white people. And I think that that is such a bummer It like that's that's like reeks of stockholm syndrome to me and um it makes me so sad that white people have caused that but he's very transparent about how he used to be that way and his books that we're referring to one is a great baseline um way to educate yourself it's called how to be an anti-racist and that's where he kind of dives into um his past of being that and how he came to light of why that is bad. Um, And then he has another book that's super thick. I have not gotten through it yet. It's called Stamped from the Beginning. Yes, that's
1: the one I wanna read.
0: (laughs) It's so thick, Alex, like, but it's so good. And then he just re, re, wrong emphasis, he just revised that um, and did a kid's version. Yes, I saw that. Which is amazing. Yep. So Ibermax Kendi for the win. Yeah, we're we're obsessed with him too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: let's see, what else do we have here? Just a few more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so subversive um, so,
0: thread. So this one's mine that I added and subversive thread is something I just started following um maybe a month or two ago. I and- also follow them. They're great. They're amazing. They have really well, they're on Instagram and they have really well thought out and articulate and eloquent explanations um, of the subversive um, (laughs) belief systems that really hold up uh, our institutions, things like capitalism, things like racism, things like the police, things like all of these things. Um, And they really go underneath and question a lot of that and, Um, explain it really well so it's a real eye-opener account uh, for a lot of things about the way this country runs but they're obviously very focused on racism and police brutality and the institution of police right now so that's a really good account to follow
1: do you want to do the last two since you added those two I actually don't think I follow either of these so oh my god oh my god oh my god Layla F. Saad maybe lately I do Layla I think I do but lately
0: you follow Layla Oh, I do um, follow Layla. Yeah, so she is the author of Me and White Supremacy. It began as an e-workbook. A dear friend of mine actually did this workbook maybe two years ago, which was the first time I heard of her. Um, and then she revamped the workbook to be an actual book. Uh, and it is also sold out right now. Um, yes, but she I have d- seen that. Yeah, she talks deeply about... How internalized um, white supremacy is for all of us, which goes back to the point you and I made earlier about um, it's almost. It, it, I believe it is impossible to be white in this country and not be racist at some level. Um, and she, what I love is that she made it a workbook, so it's an organized way for you to approach. That part of yourself, which I think can be the most paralyzing part of this whole process is like, what do I like that question? What do I do? Go in, (laughs) look in, and then I actually act out, not act out in a bad way, but
1: like just act full stop. Um, I had heard of that book a, a while ago, but I didn't realize until recently, I didn't realize that it was a workbook which I loved yeah. that idea just like an easy way to yeah. like reflect and see those things that like you wouldn't otherwise see. Yeah. Um, which I, yeah, I'm, that's another one on my list. Yeah. We're going gonna, gonna no, to be reading for a long time.
0: <laughs> for the rest of my life. Which I'm, I'm excited, but also, ugh, well, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, the last one that I follow is called the decolonial atlas. And what I love about this is that, um, that original point we made at the beginning of this episode of why didn't I learn this? Like the yeah. history of the land, like all that stuff. This account really goes and focuses really deeply on indigenous populations um, and really focuses on world maps um, with the non-colonial, non-white perspective um and they have amazing statistics that'll make you vomit um <laughs> and uh it's just a, a really eye opening visual um and then they go deep and they have these amazing captions it's an instagram account that like go deep into the history and the explanation of the graphic and i mean it's it's very educational um yes it, now that you mentioned that yeah. I
1: do follow that account and I think both of us personally know especially being in grad school and learning a lot about data and visualizing data. It's hard and yes. it's so easy to misinterpret data. And so yes. I did I saw a map they posted on it, and I think they had taken data from the like a New York Times article and they made yeah. this visual of it which was so powerful and yeah, yeah they're great.
0: I absolutely love them. Um, so that's our very brief list of <laughs> ways you can start. Um, and yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll make a, we'll make an actual list on mad curious Facebook page and, and Instagram page and all of that. So,
1: yeah. And I do want, we have like a long list here that of other stuff that we don't necessarily need to go through, but I do want to mention that I saw, a document that I've seen floating around quite a bit, but um, it's called anti-racism resources for white people. And they just list out like the different mediums. So it'll say like children's books or books that will help you talk to your kids about racism, podcasts, movies, documentaries, and where they're available, like Netflix, Hulu, um, books, just all sorts of different stuff. And again, that's obviously also not an exhaustive list, but if you're just feeling super lost, I would recommend like pick a medium, you know, what can you get through? Can you get through a yeah. book right now? Can you get through a movie? Um, can you listen An to podcasts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then look at what there is and there's like, we've been saying, there's just so much out there. Yeah.
0: Um, we are not lacking for resources. That is for sure. Not. <laughs> and I actually just received a Google document from a friend of mine. It's um, anti-racist talking points for difficult conversations about race between white people. And it has like a, it's a very extensive list about, it, it, focus, it focuses heavily on uh, the institution of police um, and a lot of arguments that people make that are like pro-police uh, and, and just talking about how it's inherently racist. Um, and what I, what I really like is that, <laughs> like you and I know, it's very easy to get frustrated and pop off on people. <laughs> I'm just going to do hashtag pop off.
1: Yeah, um,
0: we love that. And, <laughs> um, and get frustrated, but this really focuses on um, meeting people where they are, which I go back and forth on with um, my feelings about that. But on a psychological level, like regardless of whether I think we're behind the, behind the times or whatever, people respond in a certain way and to be an effective communicator you really do need to meet people where they are um and so this doc this google doc uh that was just shared with me is a really good way to do that to to come at this conversation vulnerably with compassion um but also firm and with facts and and you know coming up against whatever they might say um yeah so i'll share mine with you if you share yours with me (laughs)
1: Perfect. And I think anybody, I mean, I don't know if we can post these like on your website, but if you just Google those too, yeah. Google those, those titles, they should pop up because um, they're available for anyone to see. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about what you just said. Do we want to move on to what white people should not be doing right now? I know we're running yes. a little short on time. No, we but- can go.
0: I'm moving my next appointment back.
1: wow thanks
0: you're welcome um yeah what should we not do let's talk about that because it's a big one
1: i one that really and we've already discussed this but one that i think is really hard for white people to grasp especially right now is the the not all cops are bad yeah blue lives matter that kind of thing and there's so many different angles you could you could come at to to approach like why that's not the right thing to say right now. But yeah. I think for me, like one thing that this also was like during the Me Too movement when people were saying, well, not all men are bad. And one thing that I can't remember if I read it, it this definitely wasn't like my inherent like thought. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember where I saw it. But someone was like, okay, not all men are bad, sure. But Like to a woman, for example, any man could be. Right. And so when I, you know, when I'm walking down the street, if I'm by myself and there's not a lot of people around and a man is approaching me, whether he's good or bad, I have the same thoughts going through my head, which are, okay, let me look around. Where could I escape or run if this guy saw me like where's my cell phone what do i have in my purse that i could use like to defend myself and i think that that transfers well to this sentiment that not all cops are bad it's like sure
0: but for like all lives matter right and it's like Like, barf in my mouth
1: (laughs) (laughs) for you know for a person of color it's like okay they get pulled over by a cop they don't know whether they're good or bad and yeah. their mindset, where my mindset is, if I get pulled over, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm getting another speeding ticket. Let me just give yeah. my, hand my, you know, license over and let's get this over with so I can be on my way. They're yeah. like, okay, you know, what have I learned? Like, I need to say the right thing. Don't make any sudden movements,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a- announce that I'm reaching for something. They're mm-hmm. like thinking, could I be the next, you know, Amada Avery or, or Arbery? Wow. Um, you know? And so it's like, it's, not every person has a stamp saying, you know, I'm good or I'm bad. Right. And right. so that no matter, it doesn't matter if the cop is good or bad. They've created this, this they've environment. they created this fear. Yes. And yeah. it's,
0: yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking, honestly. And it misses the point completely. Yes. Like that whole argument of like, not all men, all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Not all cops. It's from such a place of ego. Like if you are focusing on yourself in this conversation because it's a defense mechanism, right? It's like not all cops are bad. Okay, so you're being defensive. You're not (laughs) hearing what they're saying. So that means that somewhere in you, you're filtering this through your ego. You're making this about you because you feel threatened or you feel attacked or you feel like it's questioning your morality or something. It's the wrong focus. Like, you need exactly. to be focusing on the fact that that person is terrified.
1: Right. Women
0: are terrified. Black people are terrified. And for good reason. Right. Because this isn't exactly like coming out like, of nowhere. No, this is institutionalized. Like, it's the environment that they've created. And I think it was Chris Rock had a quote, like, okay, I hear you, not all cops are bad. Like, a few bad apples. He's like, this is a profession where that's not acceptable. Like you can't have an airline can't be like, we have a few bad apples. Most of our pilots like to land, but you know, some of them, (laughs) they just don't. And that's, you know what? That's, they're just human. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I get really frustrated about that too, because it's like, (laughs) how many resources does your institution have? Exactly. You have so much funding. you have, so much training you have so much and the the power imbalance is apparent and aberrant like it is it is just that argument to me is like it's just a bummer like it is like baseline a bummer and I'm like you're not listening yeah and
1: it's totally right it's just like you said there you know I when people say it, it's kind of just like, Oh, like you're missing, you're totally missing the point and you're prioritizing, you know, I've seen people who have like family members who are cops and they're like, well, like, you know, my dad was a cop for this many years and he was a great cop. And so this is so hard. And it's just like, it's not about that. (laughs) You need to listen to these horrible things that are happening. And regardless of whether like your dad was a good cop or not, this, again, like we said, this environment, this like system has been created that is terrorizing people. Exactly. And terrifying people.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: that has to be fixed
0: (laughs) and addressed, you know, it's kind of like, um, I don't, I know, I don't know. It's also just so ripe for like groupthink, like, you know, one person killed George Floyd, but three stood by and let it happen right and that's where the argument of complicit complicity comes into play it's like okay those guys could argue that they're not bad cops but like you know i would implore every cop to be really honest with themselves and 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 seek the times where they've taken their private feelings home and said like i'm disappointed in what i let happen today yeah or like you know like where has their conscience actually come in and said like i didn't do that act but like or they haven't had the courage to speak up to their bro or their homie or like, you know, they <laughs> th- like somebody who's had their back in another time. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's those things. It's, it's humility. We just need humility right now, not defensiveness.
1: Yes, totally agree.
0: So, and I So think- don't say that white people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that leads to the next point that I have written, which is, you know, what we've been seeing with these protests and then, these honestly few and far between but what of course is getting highlighted is the rioting and looting right and people prioritizing again the wrong thing and prioritizing yeah. this destruction of things of property mm-hmm. um over the destruction of human life mm-hmm. and um I think, again, it's one of those things you have to personally look into and and really listen to what they're saying and see what, like, why are you more worried that Target, you know, got things stolen, this multi, like, million, maybe billion, Mm -hmm. I don't know, dollar corporation Mm -hmm. had, you know, their latest, like, summer trend clothing stolen. But you're not that concerned that, like... This man was murdered by people who take an oath to protect and serve, like all yeah. of the nation.
0: Not to mention the slavery that's present in the fashion industry supply chain and supply chains all over oh, yeah. the world. I mean, don't get, get just, me started on. I that. was gonna say you, honestly, with any of these, you could approach it from so many
1: different angles. We could talk about them for hours. I mean, it's Literally. just like it's so crazy, but. Yeah. We won't do that. <laughs> we won't. We'll save that for next time. Yeah. No,
0: but it's it's so true, and it's kind of like it's like I read this thing where it's like yeah, you're prioritizing the wrong thing, and also it's just a matter of you know you're you're looking at what's happening, you're not looking at why. Like yes. you're so upset about the looting, but have you listened? Like they tried kneeling peacefully at sporting events and during the anthem and y'all didn't like that either. So yeah. this isn't like a, an event in a vacuum. Like, yeah. you know, and, and it's just, I don't know. I was a nanny for 10 years. So I always think back to like a parenting mindset and it's like, <laughs> if a toddler is having a tantrum, you don't chastise them. You, you ask them what's going on. Yeah. Like, why are you upset? It's just, like, baseline, and I don't want to infantilize protesters, and I don't want to trivialize this issue, because it's so much bigger than that, and it's so much deeper, but sometimes it's, like, it's really simple, like, just fucking listen. <laughs> just ask why. I don't yeah. think you were in, we had a,
1: in one of my classes, like, to get to the root of a problem, our our professor always said, you have to ask why, like, at least five times. Yeah, minimum. And... No one does that. They, if they even do it once, it's just the one time, and it's like there's just so many bigger issues that are contributing to this, and you really have to start looking at those. Yeah.
0: Um, I so white people don't prioritize property over lives. (laughs) Yes,
1: thank you. Thank you for like making these bullet points.
0: (laughs) Um, Another one
1: which kind of goes back to our. Instagram, um, like people, pages you can follow, but don't be taking space away from Black voices. Like you should be amplifying those. Um, especially, if, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love your snaps always.
0: Um, but Alex, again, I haven't gone up and moved during this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. You should be standing and like running around your apartment right now as we talk. Um, but you know, there's so like you said, they're being so gracious right now in the content that they're putting out. It's incredible. It's so informational. It's so eye-opening. Follow those accounts. Listen to what they're saying. Don't drop in their DMs asking them questions about it. Don't be commenting like, well, I you make this argument, but blah, blah, blah. Just shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Like, hear the other perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are things that you as a white person will never experience. Mm-hmm. And so something that you really will never fully understand, but that you can listen and understand to a point where you can empathize and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and be a good ally. Yeah. Um, and I,
0: can I add a bullet point? Yes. White people, don't ask your Black friends and your friends of color to have this conversation with you. This is a conversation for you and your white friends. Black people and people of color do not owe you. They are not your resource for validation in your journey to do this work. You need to, to sit in the feelings. And it's not for you to go, I think, I've, I'm guilty. I've been guilty of it, you know, of like I have all these feelings and I go to a friend of mine that is black and I'm just like, da, 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 da. And like, if I'm really honest with myself, I'm seeking validation i'm seeking approval of like okay you did it good job yeah. that's not that's not cool like do yeah. not do that
1: <laughs> yeah and i think again it's like i think people take things the wrong way sometimes cuz people say mm-hmm. that and then they're like so what i can't like talk to my black friends about like race and it's right. like okay that's not what we're saying but yeah. you know like something that i have been doing recently um with my black friends is first, just checking in with them. I'm like, how are you feeling? And also I'm kind of like, if you don't even have the capacity to answer me right now, then just ignore me. (laughs) Like, yeah. But you know, if you need to vent, like, let me know. I'm here. Yeah. And then I, I pass along information to them as well. I've been reading some really good books lately. Um, and so I'll like message them and be like, I'm reading this book. It's so great. And I'll send them different ideas. And then, you know, if they're willing to um, engage in that conversation and want to, you know, discuss those ideas, we totally do. But um, I never, I try and be as least overbearing as I can be. Right. And I'm sure I trip up on that. Um, or him. but But, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean like, don't talk to black people about this.
0: Right. Um, and I think, baseline for like any conversation and especially in this context when you are reaching out to your black friends and your friends of color like ask if they have the mental capacity to even talk to you like I think that that is a practice I've asked in a a lot of my friendships and I started practicing that a lot because I had somebody in my life who would just jump on me and I was like this is not cool yeah so just checking in and being like yo I have something like like heavy and like baseline uncomfortable to talk to you about. Like, are you in a mental space? Like, do you have the capacity? Like, are you, are you open to talking with me about that? I think that's such a, I think that's like such a simple action you can take that shows so much respect for your friend's well being.
1: Yes. And
0: especially if you want to talk to a black or a person of, of color, like that is a move you should definitely make. Yeah. I think that covers our last
1: point. On there too but I do want to hit um, for the final things of what not to do this mm-hmm. is more of a, a question because I've seen different arguments about it and I've like taken my own personal approach to it that's different than others but social media right now and white people specifically just mm-hmm. posting you know as if nothing is happening at all in the world mm-hmm. and <laughs> not saying anything about what's going on. And I, I fought with this myself, um, just for other people, because for me, I was kind of, I decided like, I'm not going to post anything that doesn't have to do with this or educating people about this matter. Um, because I just feel like I can't prioritize anything else. Like no one cares if I wants to see the, like me hiking in the mountains, Mm -hmm. um, or I don't (laughs) want people to see that when I could be showing them like here's a book you could read about this, like stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't know, you know, I've seen obviously, you know, people are still posting like happy birthday or like, oh, I just
0: had a baby or like,
1: you know, big life events. And I'm like, I can't criticize you for like wanting to show
0: people. Yeah, especially since, nobody forget, we're still in a pandemic. Right. They're still, like, reopening. So, I mean, and, you know, I go back and forth because, like, I had a friend ask me, like, with the whole Blackout Tuesday thing. Like, yes. from the get-go, I was like, that reeks of bullshit. Like, I'm not going to sit there. Like, I mean, I'm not going to make this about me, but the whole issue right now is white silence. Like, yes. and let me unpack that because somebody could so misconstrue that. Like, not me talking about me, but me sharing Black voices. Yes. Like, I'm not trying to tell you how I feel right now. That doesn't mean shit. What I'm trying to do <laughs> is promote, like, Black voices. And so I think, well, you and I both know I'm a loud mouth on social media, um, <laughs> but um, I feel like the whole thing is that white people haven't been using their platform for change. And yes. I like what you said about um, utilizing it to educate and to share. And I think that that is the appropriate move right now is is to balance listening and following these educational accounts and following black artists black entrepreneurs black uh politicians black uh businesses. You know, businesses all that kind of stuff by the way things to do white people support black businesses. yes but we have that,
1: dollar we have that written down but we of course we're in the weeds we had we
0: had to pass it but Found it though we got back to it we got it we got it we got it we're just we're we're shimmy in um but you know I think that I think that the move is to just shift our behavior to highlight those voices um because the algorithms are fucking racist
1: yeah I (laughs) I yes that's a great way of putting it because you know i think i struggle i honestly have deleted which also isn't necessarily the right move but i during trump's uh election i deleted a lot of friends
0: i will say that's, that's back when i still drank alcohol and i remember like i blacked out that yeah. like whole week that he got elected but i digress moving back to the issue yeah well
1: i just like you said though the algorithms too it's like so i even me like i'm only seeing like perspectives that I agree with. Right. And so exactly. um, it's still important, you know, it's important for us to follow what else is happening, what people are saying. Um, and I do still see some of that. I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of people from like small town Nebraska and not to like stereotype that everybody's like that from there, but there's <laughs> definitely yeah. uh, a majority going on. Yeah, And so I think that's where I I was struggling with with social media because I was seeing like them posting as if nothing had happened and then posting a black square. Yeah. And then that's it. They they haven't said anything since then. They didn't say anything before that mm-hmm. or just not saying anything at all and I'm like I know that you consistently usually post on social media. So, it's probably not fair of me to speculate that that's necessarily the reason they're not. But it's—I'm kind of like your silence now. Being a person that is usually active is deafening,
0: (laughs) literally deafening. Like, and I also think that it, yeah, it's it speaks volumes. You know, like silence is violence, and that is something. It's back to the to the aspect of privilege. It's like the fact that you are have the room to choose not to be involved. I I read this sign and it said choosing when to care about racism is racist. And that hit and reeks of white privilege. It reeks, it reeks, like (laughs) it is stinky. Um, But, you know, I, I think that it is a responsibility of ours to, make statements even if and and i was talking to a friend yesterday um a white male friend who i actually had a really moving conversation with and and he's reading white fragility right now and it's really hitting home that's another great book y'all white fragility <laughs> um but i was having a conversation with him and he was like you know i think that it is irresponsible not to speak out on social media right now or on platforms he's like but i am processing so much I don't know what to say and it feels disingenuous and I was like that's really real I was like that's that's cool um but I think even something as simple as like I stand in solidarity or something but like you know and the black square I'm sorry it just it reeks of (laughs) of trend like I don't I don't know like I think that (laughs) I like talked a lot of shit about it in my Instagram story
1: I remember seeing that
0: (laughs) I was like, this is fucked up, unpopular <laughs> opinion. Um, but people were like, I think they took it defensively. They're like, well, the point is this and this. I was like, if you do it, like chill. But but this is not like a political trend. Like this, people's lives are at stake. Things matter. Like follow up. That's, yeah. that's like all I ask. And like, I feel, I feel like it's you saying the same thing. And, but then another aspect is like, we don't know what people aren't doing on social media. True, but I think yes. in this day and age, when so much goes off of social media and it has so much influence about our perceptions of other people, yeah, as fucked up as it is, like if you're doing something, I think it's important to like communicate it and you don't have to be overbearing like me. You can, <laughs> you know, you can be subtle and you can just say, yo, I supported this, like look into it if you have time or like, like stuff like that. So yeah it's so interesting because social media is like really new and our human brains evolve at a glacial pace. And I mean, that's a whole nother conversation we could have about technology, <laughs> but you know, it's just like, I think it's really irresponsible not to say something besides a black square.
1: I agree. And I think, um, I mean, just like you said, it's not that you need to be bragging about what you're doing by any means, oh. but People, I've seen so I've seen several of my white friends post to say, what can I do? How can I support mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, there's so much information already out there. So first of all, you shouldn't even be asking, because a lot Google. of times they're like, My, you know, my friends of color, how can I help you? And it's like, yeah. okay, just don't even ask, Stop. just delete s- that post. Start doing the action <laughs> because it's easy. And then share that, you know, like you said, say, hey, you don't even have to say, hey, I watched this. You can just say, you guys, this is great. Watch this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, read this book, (laughs) do this. Um, and Because people are, are hungry for resources. And as much as it's common sense for me, if I don't know something to just type it in Google, some people just don't do that
0: for some reason. I know, I know. Um, Can I make a plug though? Instead of Google, everybody check out Ecosia.org. They plant trees based on searches you make. That's e c o, s i a dot org. Thank my you, plug. Maddie. I've never heard of that. So I I'll use have it to all the time. It. Yeah, they're great. Nice. They plant um, a tree for every forty five searches. So it sounds like you would plant a lot of trees. Yeah, I place. would. <laughs> I Google all the time.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know that, or I'm at least running out of time, but yeah. <laughs> kind of wrap up. And and before we kind of say how we want to move forward, I do want to say again and just emphasize that, you know, we threw out a lot of information. There's a ton of information out there. Um, and even so, that can be so overwhelming that people are just like, I don't know what to do or I don't feel like I'm doing enough.
0: Yeah, And
1: I think um, it's important to remember that not everyone can do everything and that yeah everybody plays like their own different roles and i've seen this posted on several of the social media pages that we've mm-hmm. mentioned where it's like people have different roles in this so if yeah. you're not on the front lines of a protest yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't care there's right. a, you know so many other things that you can be doing from home and you know, especially when we're in a pandemic, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not able to go out of the house or like get super involved in organizations at the moment, there's, you know, so many ways you can be educating yourself, which Mm -hmm. will help you move forward. And Mm -hmm. I think, oh, I did have a quote because I, I'm sure you fall into this. And I just talked to our friend Shannon about this, but how we fall into this trap of like caring too much about everything. And then we're like I paralyzed. Know. Like you don't know yep. what to do or who to help because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you're worried about everything. <laughs> yep. Um, and so I saw this quote, uh, actually I think it was like a month ago, but I found it again today and I was like, Oh, this would be a good thing to add to the podcast. Um, yeah. but it says I cannot do all the good that the world needs, but the world needs all the good that I can do. And I really liked That's from from Janice Stanfield. Thanks, Janice. I think that's
0: really (laughs) important, too, because burnout is so real, you know, like... Like political burnout, racial burnout, professional burnout, life burnout. All, all the burnouts. <laughs> all the burnouts. And it really requires a team, a team effort. And I think like the the obsession with productivity that our society has, like yes. really makes people believe that they're in this alone. And if they're not going a mock 10 every fucking second of every day that they're, they're you know, not doing everything they could. And there's this like weird guilt. And it's like, yes fuck your societal narrative <laughs> like i need a break um but also not a break that leaves a void like tag in tag out like yeah don't let the ball drop but like don't be a martyr you know I really like, like that. yeah i like that not a break that leaves a void a tag in like tag it in like there's Gosh. enough of us like like let's hey. go like
1: we can <laughs> your words your words are gonna change the world <laughs>
0: my my fucks and yo's and (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) those ones those words yes but Um, you know and and i think that that's really important and i know you are out of time so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about um what's coming next and how people can get involved sure
1: so so what we want to try and do is you know we've had this conversation about what's currently happening ways that you can like take approaches to that but we want to kind of facilitate and take on having these conversations and answering questions that white people have specifically about race that, um, you can ask, ask us instead of asking a person of color. And, um, and so first of all, uh, if you have questions, I'm sure that once we get this going or posted or whatever, we'll post it on social media. So I'll definitely call for people to like write me their questions Mm -hmm. and i know that um for me i was you know like we're not gonna don't be embarrassed about your questions and we're not gonna like say your name and be like oh my gosh so and so asked this stupid question (laughs) (laughs) that's like the opposite of the vibe we want to give yeah Um, i specifically thinking about this and thinking about a lot of white people that i know like in my family who are kind of like I don't know. And this has escalated. And so at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. (laughs) Right.
0: No. And that's so true. No, we honor courage here. It takes courage to ask these questions and that's, that's all we're asking. So bring them on.
1: And so we do, well, you can email us these questions, um, at madcurious2018 at gmail.com. And you know, we hope to build episodes around those questions and really dig into certain questions um, and start having these conversations. And then you have the information to be able to inform others as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if any Black people, people of color have had the emotional energy to listen to us just talk about (laughs) this, (laughs) Uh, we want to know what questions you're sick of hearing and sick of getting and what questions we can take on For you for you Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: and so i know i'll i'll also be reaching out to my friends about that as well and see if they have any um insight to provide um because i don't expect (laughs) black people or people of color to be uh following us to white girls educating other white people (laughs) yeah you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah we really we really do want to hear questions like maddie said we um Really want to encourage courage <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know getting these conversations started is a huge a huge part and role that we can play um, mm-hmm. in this in this fight yeah um, for justice
0: yeah, no, definitely, and like I said earlier, all the things that we 've talked about in this episode, all the references, all the resources, um, Mad Curious has a Facebook page. you can hit it up it 's Mad Curious uh and it also has an instagram it's mad curious podcast um so i'll be i'll be sharing some stuff there as well so um we're highly accessible and we're really open so come at us we're here to learn too we're here to learn too. call, call and us out if you hear
1: anything crazy on our podcast yeah, like call us yeah. out and be like what are you talking about <laughs>
0: literally be like um (laughs) honey yeah um but also like one thing i will say and i know i can't ask of this but like if you're gonna talk shit like cool but like make it constructive like that's all i ask (laughs) yes agreed (laughs) so thanks anyways guys for listening in um and we'll be doing this uh, sporadically, um, but we'll let you know when each new episode is, is coming out via social media. And Alex, I want to thank you for taking your time and for initiating this because this is just so important.
1: Yeah, this has been wonderful. And I'm excited to keep moving forward. I know we're both like insanely busy grad school students, but um, we got time know. for this. I was going to say, I think this is something we both are really trying to prioritize right now. And yes. I think it was a great conversation. So thank yeah, you.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh.